Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Well, hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. And you're on the air with April D. Aries of A Deep Live. Everybody happy to hear from me today. All right. Hey, everybody happy to hear from me today? Right, and you know, recently at Shane Park, um, my hometown near the beautiful water bordering between Detroit and Windsor, I got to see the group Shalomar, and that was featuring. I had the chance, pr- privilege of meeting Carolyn Griffley, Griffey, and got a chance to hug her, chat with her a bit, and the rock guitarist Mickey Free got a chance to hug him and have him joke with me and all that kind of stuff. Howard waved. Um, nice to meet you all. And um, one of the drummers that was playing that night was Carlos Sargent. And since he's a James Brown fan, I thought I would call him the funky drummer because that's one of James Brown's songs. My grandfather and my mother, big James, um, my grandfather, rest in peace, was a big James Brown fan, passed it down to my mother. Carlos has worked with um, individuals. Um, most recently, um, Shalomar, he's also worked with Confunction, um, the Daz Band, Slave, B.B. Um, King, Blues All-Star Band, Angela Winbush, okay, Kirk Whalum, Sherelle, you know, um, and the list goes on. Tony Terry, and um, a long list of diverse people ranging in um, soul and jazz. Uh, And he's also had the pleasure of performing for members of the U.S. military. And his career spans 20 years. He graced the stages in Kuwait and Iraq. And in addition, he performed at the Pareto Soul and Umbria Jazz Festivals held in Italy. And his list stops abroad also includes various cities in Japan. And while he's on the line, before he gets mad at me, let me go ahead and say hello. Hello, Carlos. How are you? Good evening, April. I'm wonderful. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I said before you get mad at me. You notice that? (laughs) Yeah, I heard you. Um, no need to get mad, dear. No need at all. <laughs> so I got, you know what? I got that from a joke. I, that was a joke where somebody I didn't know thought I was mad, and I had no idea um, where it came from. But anyway, um, so anyway, how how was it? How was it? Did you? I, I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to meet you um, during the sound check at the concert but you definitely were noticed (laughs) you think so (laughs) (laughs) so how how was it how was that experience um the show was great um performing at shane park that was my first time performing there um Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful the scenery with the water behind us the uh sold out crowd was amazing and just mm-hmm. to reunite reunite with Shalimar and do a show with them 
was just really wonderful. I hadn't played with them since. Ooh, we did a, a few dates over in Japan, maybe back in maybe ten years or so ago. So it was great oh, to wow. meet them again. Oh, okay. Now you did see me, didn't you? <laughs> you were one of the yeah. two young ladies over to the left doing sound check. <laughs> yeah, and I and the thing is, I I was in the audience at the concert. I was trying to uh, let Carolyn go. You know, I was waving out, you know, but um, it was packed, you know, more than I, you know, it was a good turnout. And um, the music sounded great. You you guys really rocked that band, you know. It was one of the best. So I hadn't been to Shane Park that much, but it was one of the best concerts that I had seen in a long time, and especially um, – it was nice to hear things about um, my well, my hometown because you know I'm I'm from you can be from somewhere but you don't always exactly fit into the masses of where you're from. So yeah, I totally get that. It was nice to hear good things. It sounds like you guys really loved it, you know. And I I oh, yeah. love the water too. Yeah, so it made it. It's uh. <laughs> It's an added, added plus to have that sort of uh, scenery around. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not talked about, you know, versus if it had been in Los Angeles or somewhere like that, or some. It's not a really it's not talked about worldwide. But I'm glad that you guys, you know, um, enjoyed it and you gave it a lot of positive props, you know. I'm just mad Very that good. I had, you know, hurt the heel on my shoe and I wasn't up in the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't well, meet you in person. You always have a bag of pair in your purse. Huh? You're always supposed to have a bag of pair of shoes in your purse or in your car. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for you telling me. So. Uh-huh. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I missed out on the, missed out on, um, you know, you, um, well, <laughs> I missed out on Mickey Free flirting with the audience and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, Guys yeah, having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Mickey Free I've is been, one interesting individual. I love that brother. Well, he was very nice to me. I'm going to, I'm mad he didn't put our oh. picture up, but, you know, he gets a thousand pictures. But um, yeah, it was it was he was absolutely um, r- up front, very you know, very ready you know for to talk you know. But um, you got you guys were busy you know rehearsing when I first came there. You guys were really busy, and you you know you seem like the really um, everybody was focused, but you seem like you know you just you know you dare to do your job and you know. Kind of, you know, keep to yourself. You know what I'm saying? You uh, took a lot of one yeah. pictures of the event. I took a lot of who? You took a lot of wonderful pictures of the event, too. Oh, wow. You have to send me some. I would love to see them. But oh, no, I, I've, yeah. seen them. <laughs> I've seen During them. I've seen them on Carolyn's page. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, she took some great shots and some great videos and 
she captured the moments of, you know, from rehearsals to getting there mm-hmm. for sound check to the gig. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, back to your statement, I am quite focused when it comes to showtime. Um, right. My job and responsibility is to drive the ship. So uh, at that point, all the BS has to stop for me and I have to. Right, right, right. I'm not the leader of the band, but my instrument runs the show. So I'm trying to be very focused and very professional and and give the clients what they want and make everything feel good and just be the glue that brings everything together. So between sound check and thank you, good night, we've been Shalimar. I'm very focused and kind of like an out-of-body experience until... 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes after the show. Right, and you've been on my list for a while because I noticed the cosmic and the things you said about (laughs) the cosmic. You're almost kind of enigmatic. And anybody like that, I'm going to notice. You know what I mean? You've been on my list for a while. Yeah, enigmatic when I let me stop joking, but um, no, but I'm kind of like that. I have this, you know, side when I'm out there and, you know, being, you know, silly and playful and friendly I am, but when it, I have another side that's kind of reserved, you know, when it's a, when it's a lot of big band, a lot of people, I'm, then I kind of retreat to myself. That's just how I am. But you, back to you. So Carlos, Carlos Sackey. Let's get this nick t- nickname. Oh, so, Saki. She calls. She Saki, calls me Saki. I'm sorry. That's that's um, Tokyo, isn't? It? I mean, Japan. It's Japanese, isn't it? Yeah. Back to our back to my first time playing with Shalimar. We did um, a three or four day run at a cotton club in Tokyo, Japan, and one night we went out mm-hmm. for a Korean barbecue, and we turned up a serious amount of Saki. So. From that point on, my name became Saki Sergeant to Carolyn for some strange reason. And 10 plus years later, the name still sticks. <laughs> I see. I see. Now, the other members of the band, um, there were there were two ladies that um, I briefly went, um, spoke to backstage. Um, and um, there was a gentleman who was on my list. Um, Doc Samba that was playing um, guitar, right? Uh, he was on bass, yes. He was a yeah, bass player, yeah. Doc uh, Samba. Did all you... Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, did all of you know each other prior to getting together? Oh, yes. We're all from Memphis. Um, between... Yeah, we've all done gigs together in some sort of combination or another. Um the guitar player, well, this whole unit, myself, the guitar player, who's Gary Goen, and KC Kirk Clayton, the music director, who's a keyboardist, we played Shalimar on this original trip that I was speaking of uh, in Tokyo some years back. So the three of us have played together. Doc, myself, and the keyboard player, we've done dad band shows together and then just other club dates and with other artists. So we're all like great brothers outside of performing and we do work together quite often. Okay. And, and, and I know that has to be a positive experience when you know, and if it's changed energy before, 
you said you performed um, with Shalimar before. You said about 10 years ago? Yeah, it was at least 10 years ago, yeah. Oh, okay. Was okay, was it was with Jeffrey and who, who, yeah, who Jeffrey was, the was on this one instead of Mickey. It was uh, Jeffrey Daniels, uh, Carolyn Griffey, and Howard Hewitt. Okay, okay. And it was it the yeah. same band members, or was this a different lineup? Um, Other than everybody in the band was the same except for the bass player. I had a brother named Jackie Clark with me on that particular run, so mm-hmm. he wasn't available to do this show, so we had to find someone else. Oh, okay. So you all have been together that long? Um, wow, okay. The keyboard player great. is the music director. I've been working with him since maybe 98 or maybe 99. My first mm-hmm. gig with him, we were out with a Shelly Garrett stage play. We were out when uh, the Twin mm-hmm. Towers fell on September the 11th happened. Oh, we, we were out, so... Yeah, so it's yeah, since ninety nine I've been working with K C so yeah, we're quite familiar with Okay, I got you. So how did you start out? How did how did you start out this amazing twenty years of your cosmic drumming or whatever? <laughs> like what what started what gave you your start? Uh-oh. Oh, do we lose him? Oh. Carlos, well, if you're there, call back in. You enjoying the show so far, everybody? Oh, here he is. Let's buzz him back in. Oh, yeah, Carlos, how can you hang up on the guest? Like, how can you hang up on the interviewer? I didn't do that. <laughs> the call failed. I didn't do that. My apologies, though. How could you do that to me? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, love. So I'm just sorry. I'm just joking. So how did all this start Start 20 years ago? Wow. Um, I, I went away to St. Louis for a couple of years to live with my mom, and I just took a break from music, period. And um, I moved back because my grandfather was transitioning and uh mm-hmm. brother who actually ran sound that night at Shane Park, he um uh, he was also a bass player, the guitar player that played that night, Gary Gorn and Kirk Clayton, the keyboard player. They used to um hold this talent show at this local club we have here in Memphis on Sunday nights called Stairway to the Stars. And what you could mm-hmm. do is come in their tour bus when they would be out with the barcades, the tour bus would drop them off at the club. They would come in and set up. You, the contestant, would bring in two songs, a slow song and a fast song. The band would go over your songs, and you would come back that night, and you would perform, and, you know, the winner would get some sort of monetary prize. Well, they had an intro and stuff they would play before the contest would start, and I started working at the club shortly after, and one day during rehearsal, the drummer stepped away, and I asked, could I play I told him I knew the intro, and Kirk didn't believe me, and my brother was like, the boy can play. And so I sat down, and this intro was like a combination of maybe four or five songs, a piece of cameo, a piece of this, a piece of that. And after sitting down and playing this minute interlude that they had created, 
everybody was kind of impressed. And so from there, I started to get phone calls from him for local gigs and things of that nature. And um, he called me to go out with this stage play uh, by Shelly Garrett called You're Going to Make Me Love Somebody Else. And it starred um, Howard Hewitt, Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, uh, Larry Blackman from Cameo, and a couple oh, of other okay. people. So we were out about two or three months doing that, and Michael Cooper had to sub for Howard Hewitt for some of the dates. And so Michael Cooper heard me. He liked the way I played, and he was interested in calling me in to sub when his drama couldn't make it. And um, Larry Blackman's bass player from Cameo sat in with us, and he was digging my vibe. And so just that one show just turned into Howard Hewitt calling me for dates, Michael Cooper calling me for dates. Uh, Confunction calling me for dates and uh, the ball just started rolling from there. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, none and of it was. I did a... play on Bill Street too. Memphis is famous okay. for uh, Bill Street, which is uh, a local hot spot for uh, Memphis music. It has it's a strip full of clubs and. Generally, when tourists come to town, it's one of the biggest attractions they go to besides to see Elvis. And you can get go and get some good blues, some good soul, some good R&B music. And um, I started playing in in the middle of Bill Street for tips with a local band. And from there, I moved oh, okay. into a club. And uh, actually, yeah, outside of the play, my first international trip, I went to uh, La Spezia, Italy, to bring in the year 2000. So that was my first international oh, trip. Cool, and cool. Yeah, so from there, the phone just continued to ring. Wow, okay. Okay. And was there any adversity starting out? Oh, God, yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes, there's always um, that. Like with, there's always going to be with, that. Definitely. With any new thing you're doing um you're going to bump your head along the way and make mistakes um it was stepping into the professional world of gigging uh there were things that i didn't know or things that i was doing that i shouldn't do or just uh coming into a new world or just a, a handbook of things you need to do and know and adjust to so Nothing major that, you know, threw me way off. It's just, you know, it was a brand new learning experience, so. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and even if you're doing, like I even if you're doing some things, majority of things right, there's always going to be, there's always going to be oh, yes. somebody who's negative or the hate, haters. Well, or, I don't know what you want to call them, people really, who just have to. I haven't really dealt with, I I won't even say that I've had to deal with, well, a lot of hate so far as adversity comes into play. My adversity was just learning the ropes from being non-professional and stepping into a professional world where the dollar amount Mm -hmm. you're getting paid is quite different. The uh, things that are expected of you are quite different and just um, Mm -hmm. having to step your game up all the way around your equipment, how you look, um, just everything about you has to go to the next level if you're trying to do this for a living. So I was only, 20 years ago, I was 22. So 
I was very young, very green, had just had my son, so yeah, you, life was beginning anew for me. Mhm. Yeah, that's true. And 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 all, and since that year, since those twenty years, you've been able to play with all those um, artists that I named in the beginning. Including. Yeah, I've been quite fortunate. Mhm. Including Eight Ball and MJ MJG. You know, I listen to hip hop. Yeah. I'm just not a yeah. Huge hip hop. I listen to everything. I listen to house. I listen to rock. I listen to soul. I'm sure everybody knows that I listen to some of everything. I just never really got into them. But what did you do for them? For those who want what classic pimps. Oh, that's oh classic my. pimping. Um, yeah, <laughs> you were I, classic um, pimping. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Lay it down. Lay it down. Um, I became the drummer. <laughs> Um, back in 2012, maybe, uh, we crossed paths, and um, my producer brother that I work with, his name is Neil Jones, uh, they were um, preparing for this. We have a big festival that happens every year here in Memphis called Bill Street uh, Music Fest, and some of everybody okay. comes for those three days of concerts, and so this particular year, they had 8-Ball and MJG to perform, so we did a live band plus a DJ, so we rehearsed and put a show together for them, and we came to Memphis and represented and killed in a mighty way. All right. You nailed so it. So from there, you, you know, we just had a, we've had a working relationship, and um, uh, four, maybe four years ago, uh, MJG did a solo project called Two Pimpin' Two, I was fortunate enough to uh, help produce that record for him as well. Um, great set of guys to work with. They're living legends in the game. So, you know, I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hear you. I, I hear you. Who are you currently next? Who are you currently working with? Uh, my current consistent gig is uh, – a jazz artist, a jazz icon, a jazz master by the name of Miss Didi Bridgewater. She's uh, oh, okay, I've heard of her. She's originally born and raised. Well, she was born here in Memphis, but she was raised in Detroit. And um, last year, she okay, yeah, brought okay. her, she brought herself back to Memphis and got in touch with her roots again and um, did a, a record where she paid tribute to Memphis music. So. Um, she did uh, a number by Al Green, a number by B.B. King, a number by Elvis Presley, a number by Carla Thomas, who's the daughter of Rufus Thomas, soul legend. And, um, yeah, so this record is called Memphis, Yes, I'm Ready, and uh, we're currently touring. Now, um, I'm home until we go to Germany week after next. Mm, okay. okay, we're part of Germany. I have no earthly idea. It's on my <laughs> okay. uh, schedule, but I don't want to touch my okay. phone so that nothing else happens. But, yeah, we're oh, going no. to uh, okay. do a show there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you are, you also appeared in Worst Behavior with Drake? I did. Uh, in the uh, official video at the beginning, um, his father's in the studio doing this blues tune, and... Where there's a live band in the studio, 
which is uh, Royal Studios, where um, it's a historic studio from Memphis, Al Green, and some of everybody has cut their records there. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. uh, I was very fortunate to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very good. Have you performed? Have you performed on the stage with Drake or anything? Uh, no, I have not performed with him. I played an after party that he that was held in his honor. He came and listened to us play, but you no, know, I've never had the opportunity yet to share the stage with him. And how was? Oh, I don't have to ask how that after party was. <laughs> it was great. It really was. It was really great. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure you had plenty of fun there. Uh, how was it uh, like performing? <laughs> How was it like performing with the um, George Clinton in Parliament? Oh my God, that was like a dream come true for me to grow up listening to these guys on my radio and catching their videos, and and then to share the stage with them. It was just uh, an awesome experience. I had to pinch myself several times to make sure it was real, but yeah. Um, we we toured together for quite some time, so that's like my uncle and the whole Parliament family is like my family. Oh wow, cool, cool. You yeah. know, because I don't care where you're at, if you're on the road, you're driving, if you're, you know, Funkadelic in Parliament will never get old. You know, just like Shalom. Funk will never, will never die. That's right. No, P-Funk good music, will never real die. music will never die. Right, exactly, and that's why I can't get with a lot of music going on today. I mean, you know, how many people actually play instruments, you know? When I was a little kid, I, you know, I saw bands and people playing instruments, and, you know, but, you know, now it's like, what's that (laughs) to a lot of the people who are not, you know, instruments, you know? But the only thing that's promoted is pretty much a, Mixing board, pretty much. Yeah, or you know, a DJ, DJ and tracks. Right, anybody can pretty much do that. You know. And that's not very and, exciting. And, huh? I said that's not very exciting for um, <laughs> the customer or the consumer to spend their hard-earned money. Uh, excuse me, their hard-earned money to come to a show to see someone perform to a DJ and a track. Uh, I mean, in some instances, it's cool, but, you know, for the most part, people want to come and have an experience. And when you have that live instrumentation, those horns, the guitars, the drums, actually pulsating through the speakers and giving you that energy is quite a different experience. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm I'm going to tell you, it was a, you know, phenomenal experience. Next time, I'll just have to yell out harder. (laughs) <laughs> <In the dark. laughs> to yell out harder, you. you know, because you know somebody said, "Where is they?" You know, to yell out hard. Right. Uh, <laughs> Do your cardboard sign or something. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Walk barefooted up to the stage, then you know. Hey, Just, you right. Know. Wash your feet later. <laughs> <laughs> And did, did, do you have a website? I was I was looking. I did Google, 
other than, um, you know, your bio that was sent. And um, <laughs> what, what, nothing. what you laughing at? No, I, uh, you said Google. Uh, that's nothing. Never mind. Uh, as of the present moment, I do not have my own website. Um, I'm in the planning stages of putting something together. And when I do get that all together, I'll be sure to reach out to you and share the link with you and let you know. I just uh, I've been ripping and running like mad crazy for the last month or so. So I really just oh, had yeah. no time to sit down and get any of that stuff done. Got back in the country and had to go straight into Shalimar rehearsals, and so I, now that I, show they were nice. now, yes. So now I'm just trying to come home and rest and recoup for a moment and enjoy some downtime and spend some quality time with my son. I'm taking him to school, off to college next week, and so just just kind of unwinding and not being a musician, not being a producer, just being human for a moment. Right, not being um, being able to sleep and stuff like that. Yes, yes. I know. Yes, yes. I know. I saw. I know that there is always going to be. Um, what do you think about sites that aren't done by you, but done by other people? That <laughs> mad, you know. Maybe it's a maybe a mad exes or something like that. Oh, I know exactly what you're speaking of. That's why I laughed when you said Google. Um, I'll just say this. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, with the people you date. Because um, everything you see is not what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes people play roles and play games, and you think you're meeting the person, but you're actually meeting their representative. And once the masks come off, you see a different side, and sometimes you are stuck in predicaments where unfortunate things can happen. Um, Again, I know exactly what you're speaking of. So, yeah, I had a crazy situation and a scorned lover decided to put some things out about me that were untrue and very unnecessary and not nice. But, you know... I'm sorry, go ahead. Fortunately for me... um, my nature, my name, and my character speaks for itself. So for the people that know me, who read that foolishness, they know that that's not true. Um, there were a couple of comments on there from people who decided to speak on my behalf because I was going to uh, reach out to some attorneys about having it taken down. But mm-hmm. after reading some of the follow-up comments, I decided to leave it because it may help somebody else along the way in life. It's kind of like a small cross for me to carry, and I'm willing to deal with that. Well, anybody who takes it, first of all, you know, I believe in being professional. You know, um, I don't carry myself in any, any way. I don't care how much I admire somebody like a groupie. And, um, you know, oftentimes women like me don't get the credit we deserve, but that's fine. Um, I give myself a lot of credit. But people who make those you know, sites are usually, you know, jaded groupies or something like that, you know, things like yeah. that. I, I don't yeah. even see how, how you even put your – do you really have the time to go on there 
or you can go live and trash somebody. Do you really have time to do that? I, you know, I, I don't even, I'm too, you know, I, I don't see how, I don't even see how people make the time to do that. You know? Well, it just shows you what, how some people have a lot of time on their hands and sometimes idle, what is it, idle mind, devil workshop, classic case. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is so consumed with, um, everybody is so consumed with, you know, this freakiness or who's mad, who's angry, who's, everything is a drama, and that's what I stay away from because, you know, just like you talk about being cosmic and spiritual and all of that, and, you know, I decided, you know, just like there are people who go to go to several churches and there are people who, you know, I can't tell you, along with artists, and this is not about me, but, you know, I've been hit on by, I've been hit on by celebrities that I did, you know, that I would never even speak, tell, my business is my business, you know. So anybody who gets on a site and tells somebody's business, you know, well, how do you know that much about the person? You're really exposing mm. yourself too, you know, and that's the same as pastors or anybody else who, you know, lives whatever lifestyle or whatever. I, I see them as being human. I don't get caught up in their titles and professions because at the exactly. end of the day, and that's why they, I don't. they have thoughts, yeah. they do deeds, and, you know, so the operational system is pretty much the same with all of us. Right. That's why I learned a lot. In these in these years, I learned a lot about how people are and how how people try to sabotage. Especially being a woman doing this, you know, you get it from you get it from men. You 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 get it from women. And anyway, we have a caller four four three. Okay. Hello, you're on the air with April April D. Aries and my guest Carlos. Sergeant, who's a drummer on a deep live. Who am I speaking with? Good evening, April. Hey. <laughs> you, you, if you ask me who I am, I'm hanging up. Oh, come on. It's Gene, the Mr. Positive. All right. <laughs> what is going on? Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm great. Good evening, gentlemen. Good, good. Gene's always hyped with positive energy, giving giving a hundred percent to um, a deep live. We appreciate you, sir. <laughs> Any questions for Carlos your today? Where do you see everything going today, sir? What would you like to change what, about the music? Yes. Um, for it to go back to its authentic place, uh, when it uh, to go back to the message of love, to the message of feeling good, to the message of inspiring people, um, to the just to get back to the feel good place. There was a point in time where music really, really felt good. Um, as a child, yes, I, I I didn't differentiate between. Dolly Parton and Kenny Loggins, Gladys Knight, and I grew up listening to everything. I loved it all. So um, the, the reason I'm laughing because uh, I you name groups that I like. <laughs> so 
say that again? Yeah. You named Ruth that I like, so I agree with you. <laughs> oh, definitely. It was. It felt good. Everything felt good. Oh, yeah. You couldn't put on an Earth, One and Five record and not feel good. You couldn't listen oh, to Gladys Knight in the pit hey. and not feel good. Oh, yeah. The old days. It's just everything <laughs> felt good, and it was a positive message. I mean, there were some stories about heartache and heartbreak and all of that. But right, the overall right. thing, it was about togetherness and family and love. And so now everything is about you being a bad bitch and, and this and, and yeah, money. And, 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 no. Or yeah, calling so, somebody a, a, a calling yeah. somebody a bitch or, a bee, you know, or yeah. no love for these, you know, whores and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, right. the B so, word is so common now. It is. It is. And it's so, such a um, it, it's pushing us farther apart. We're becoming enemies dealing with this music. This music is making people mad and want to fight. And it's, it's, right, it's, it's, right. That's not what this thing was created to do. Yeah, exactly. I understand that. I go way back where they say if Martin Luther King wanted to get out a message, he would tell somebody and they would get it in the music. Exactly, exactly. But they don't do that and now. Oh, no, 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 no. There are no messages. No, now everything nowadays, is like really. program robots. Yeah. Well, you're definitely music. right. You're definitely right. We need to get back to where we used to be. Curtis Mayfield, things that Marvin Gaye. Exactly. And, and they were all thinking about messages. They were all singing something that you needed to hear. Nobody hears the message anymore. It's about my rims, my money, and the B word. Right. right. And at some point in time, your rims will mean nothing. Your money will nope. mean nothing if you have nobody to love or spend it with you or to come check on you, you know, or just, yeah. you know, it's just, it's pushing for us, it's pushing us farther apart than it is about bringing us together right now. But we, but we have hope because you're here. Oh, definitely. As long as there's so real you- artists like Shalimar, as long as there's oh, still yeah. artists like Anita Baker, Layla Hathaway. Thank you for mentioning Anita Real Baker. singers. Oh, yeah. You're talking to the old school. Yeah. You're talking to the old school here. Gerald Scott. Anita Baker doesn't the old... get the credit. She doesn't get exactly. the credit at all. Yeah. She gets credit from she me. Was, she was one of my favorite songsters back in my junior high days. Her music, even back then when I really didn't understand it, her music made yeah. me feel some kind of way and I enjoyed listening yeah. to her music just yeah. so that I could feel that you're, feeling you're right again. About, so. yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. When, she did, when she did No More I Tears, I was like eight years old. <laughs> when she exactly. did No More Tears, I was crying yeah. with her. Exactly. I was All right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank oh, you, we Jean. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, sir. All right. You're always. And I'll waiting, be okay? Peace and blessings, right, always. Night. All, All right. right then. Peace and blessings, brother. All right. Peace. All right. Jean is great. But with Anita Baker, yes, yeah, she does not get the credit. She doesn't get the credit. I remember when she came out, I was like eight with that um, – no, she came out before that. She came out with Angel, and as Jean was saying, no more tears. And exactly. uh, but I remember, I didn't remember that. I remember the sweet love, and caught oh, yeah. up in a rapture of love. I always said, God, mm-hmm. if I get married, I want to 
could have been, you know, I'm not going to try to sing, but <laughs> Layla, who, you know, <laughs> hey, 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 you're supposed to say I can uh, sing, man. Oh, you, you saw me. You, you saw me it. try to dance. You saw me try to dance. So, I mean, <laughs> but anyway, no. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't paying you that much attention. Oh, okay. uh, that's cool. Saw, that's fine. <laughs> I saw you, but when I'm on stage, I see. But I'm not really there like that to tell you <laughs> what you were doing, or you know, it's again when I'm on stage, it's really like a an out of body experience for me. Um, right. No, I wasn't. <laughs> that other entity comes in and takes over, so I'm just like a machine at that point. You know, I was dancing because I was feeling the music. I wasn't trying to get anybody to watch me, you know. I That's probably why I was sitting in the back until, you know, Carolyn said, you want to come up front, and, you know, I, you know, I, um, I, like I said, Carolyn and Mickey, they gave great energy. I love that. Um, and pretty much that I was enjoying the beat. I was enjoying the band. You know, you guys were playing exceptional, you know, and everybody liked it, you know. Everybody's talking about how great it was. So, and even you guys, mm. you know, are still talking about it. So that's 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 interesting, you know. But far as going into this out-of-body experience, is there anything in your life that made you more um, cosmic, you know, because was it like what what made you um, become more, I, what is it, alter, I, I don't know how to describe it. I meditate and I believe in the different chakras and all that. It's called alternative. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm not sure what exactly what the word you'd like to use it, but. Um, well, the whole my whole journey kind of just started with me uh, becoming more in tune with just myself, becoming comfortable, content with me being the different creature that I was. Uh, I think differently. I I use different words. Um, I dress differently. So just everything about me, I'm inside of my own world. So with that, um, one day I was looking up different words in the dictionary and I ran across cosmic and everything that I saw there fit me perfectly for how I felt. So Mm -hmm. it became my word. So um, Mm -hmm. there you have, I am cosmic. So okay. the more, the more I, the more cosmic I become. I, I, deal, I dive into myself. Um, I'm, it took a long time, very long time, to accept myself and be cool with myself. And to me, that's a lot of the issues with people. Uh, we're too busy um, following instead of being our yeah. own leaders. And, you know, she trying to dress like her, he trying to dress like him, and nobody's taking the time to go into their individual selves because we were all created differently. And if no two snowflakes fall from heaven are the same, why are we as individuals trying to do the same thing and be the same and do the same stuff? So that's pointless and a waste of time and energy and life while we're here. We were all here to be unique, so 
I dive into my uniqueness now, and I just happen to label it cosmic. No, because cosmic also kind of flows with, also is the universe, you know. Exactly. Do you exactly. do you find that finding like-minded people is difficult, or do you, difficult? It, it, no, uh, common okay. is uh, it's, I won't say difficult, but not everybody. I won't run into ten people. Out of 10, if I meet 10 people, chances are not all 10 of them are going to think like me or, you know, so, you know, different people have different stages. We're all in school. Um, we're all, mm -hmm. until we take our last breath in this form, we're all in some sort of school of, or we should be anyway. So um, mm -hmm. you meet people who may be on the same grade as you or in a grade under you or even above you. So, um it can be difficult at times to find people who can carry a conversation that I find interesting, you know, uh, something besides the usual stuff, like these cars and rims, chicks, and, right. you know, Tipple. Tipple. what reality shows, what are they doing on this Tipple. show, and I, I don't I do not do that <laughs> stuff. It's, there's enough <laughs> stuff out here to feed the brain that I don't need to uh, watch your reality show to see what's happening in your world because I really could care less. And my personal opinion, I'm really ashamed to watch a lot of these reality shows because in my mind, if you come from a place where you weren't wealthy and now you've accumulated some wealth, it would just seem like you would live a different lifestyle now. So when I see these women and guys fighting on these TV shows, it's just, it's very embarrassing because it just goes to show that you've got money, but nothing else about you changed. And um, I was raised uh, in a modest home. I wasn't poor. I, you know, never went without, but I wasn't rich or anything. But as I acquired my wealth, I'm not going to be the same, doing the same things, acting the same way. Certain things are, are supposed to change. You're supposed to have different views and do different things eat in new places, meet new people. Your circles are supposed to change. Just exactly. like when you don't wear the same shoes you do in the third grade when you get in the sixth. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to grow and evolve. And I think the thing is not a lot of people are putting enough time into self-evolving. No, they're self -evolution. not. Right. And just like when, you're, when you don't carry yourself stereotype or when you don't think or like stereotype, for example, you know, um, I'm a, I'm in your age range. I'm a few years younger, but um, um, some people, you know, it'd be like, who, are you like this person, you know? And we know that a lot of artists that you know that we worked with, you know, are much older, you know. But I, it's all about your your connection to the these people and what you grew up listening to. I always did have an old soul. You know, I have an inner exactly. youth side that can relate to some of the 20-year-olds, 20, 20 too, because that are, you know, maybe college campus-like. You know, I spent a lot of time on a college campus when I was younger, and that's how I learned that I didn't have to be, that it was okay to be unique in your own way. But sometimes, you know, 
our own, sometimes our own people can be worse to us than others for being mm-hmm. different. This and is I'm true. just being honest. I don't know if you've experienced that. Memphis and places you you know, I don't of know. Of course. Which, I mean, but that's just because people are not, again, taught to or instilled in them to be different, that it's okay to be you if your foremothers and forefathers were trained a certain way, they're going to, of course, pass that same training to you. They don't know any any difference, so they can't teach you any difference. That's an unfortunate part of it. So you have to have the mind and the desire to be different, to break away from that. And by having the want, it'll make its way to you. So That's true. Well, what you put, what you meditate on, what you focus on, and all of that kind of stuff. Exactly. That's that's true. That's true. I believe I created. I believe I created. Um, <laughs> I think I created coming to that concert because at first I couldn't go. At first I wasn't able to go. Um, and then, you know, when Carolyn gave me the word, you know, come to sound check, you know, I came. You know, I just came. So when you said an extra pair of shoes, you know what? I just got ready and made sure I got there. You know, <laughs> so all this totally extra totally preparatory that you, you know, wanted um, women to do or whatever, you know, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I just assumed that Who's all women kept a pair of shoes in the car. Huh? Well, some I, men I do too. I think. I think both should do do that. That's <laughs> just like I think. I mean, in professional environments, you can't wear piercings and tattoos. A lot of that, but you know, that's why I've either either I've always liked the men with the you know the the piercings and tattoos. I always thought it was eclectic or clean cut. You know, I've always, but it was never the thug. It was never the thug look and. I get slammed for that because it's like, well, all the eccentric guys tend to gravitate toward. Am I going too far with this? Am I gra- going too far? You let me this know. This is your interview, ma'am. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the <laughs> I know. You. I know that, but they tend to gravitate with, except the few that I've known in my personal. Like they tend to gravitate toward. Especially the, my generation and generation after, older men, you know, well, you know, older men may gravitate toward, you know, other races of women, and but now you have this thing of oh, only dating other races because oh, you know, black women are this and that, and that's something that I I'm very tired of hearing because when you don't fit into something and you worked hard to be you know, successful in your own right, and, you know, you're different and always have been different, And but you you see the male versions of you always, not always, but gravitating toward women just because they're, they're not you, they're not like you. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I'm just curious. You know. Everybody has a right. You know what? I ha- I and everybody else has a right to date in, in you know, in a ratio. I've had all kinds of 
friends, I've dated all, just like like all a lot of musicians. But when you only, I don't, when you only exclude, you know, and this is something I'm seeing more of lately than when I was in my college years, you know. It's like only where versus like the older men who do it, you know. Um, I'm aware of the some of the <laughs> artists that I love, who they're married to and all that stuff, but one, sometimes older men, sometimes, sometimes they're no different from 20-year-old men, but sometimes they have a tendency to know how to treat all women even if they don't, even if they do have other preferences. And then there's some people who like some everything. I've I've been exposed to that too. But I was wondering, you know, what do you think about that? That. Well, so far, the stereotypes. How do you break the stereotypes? Oh, uh, well, again, I look at, I try to treat and deal with people on an individual basis. So, you know, um, if you um, address the situation like that and approach it like that, it's kind of hard to get caught up in the stereotypes. Uh, if you just deal with people on an individual basis and, you know, let that relationship right, right, right. between you and that person be what it is. That is that is what it is. Right. Um, everybody has a choice. Right. Everybody has a right to like what they like, like who they like, and then not like what they like. And right, that's okay. Right. Um, we Again, we've just been programmed into so many things. So now a lot of people, if you don't like what I like, something must be wrong with you or why you like it. There are, again, there are no two snowflakes that ever fall to this earth are the same. And so if we are much more detailed, we were made with much more creativity and much more time was put into our creation. So we are more important than a snowflake. And that means we're also more individualistic than snowflakes. So we all want different things or should want different things. And it's okay to go after different things and different people, whoever you love and loves you, that's all that matters, you know? Because again, when you're old and gray and want that special someone by your side until you change on over to your next form, skin color and that type of thing really doesn't matter at that point. If it does the world not matter. my mate because of their race, that's their problem. It takes no, more I never energy said that. with them to deal with to deal with that from a place of hate and why and negative energy. Meanwhile, while I'm enjoying my life and going on and creating good vibrations and manifesting more greatness in my life, you can be stuck on the sidelines doing what you do. And I'm going to love you from there. And it's still okay. If you catch up, I'm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that's beautiful too. Yeah. I'm saying some people do it just because, you know, um, just be, just because, just because. It's like it's done because it's supposed to be, well, you know, I'm at this level and I, I dress and act and think this way, so I should, I'm only oh, going to, you know, do this type. Uh, it's, well, when it's done for, like, for a show thing. It, it, you know, it almost seems like art. You know, our, a lot of artists are being, you know, paid to be that way. But that's fine. You know. 
to each his own. And if whatever goes on between behind closed doors, if that person makes them happy, go get it. Go That's fine. And get it. Uh, yeah. They have to deal with That's that situation. Fine. I don't. Right. That's that's fine. I'm I'm just saying. It's, I look at it like the things that I don't eat. There are a lot of things I do like to eat, but there are certain things that I don't, and so I make it known. These are the things that will not ever be on the menu for me. So I don't deal with those things. So I don't have to worry about those things coming to me. So it's not really an issue. Which is what? Are you a vegetarian? That's another thing I was was curious about asking. Um. Something like that, I'm making my way to it. I don't eat uh, pork. I don't eat beef. Uh, um, I'm I'm really getting tired of chicken. I do a little fish and a little turkey. So um, I'm not a complete vegetarian just yet. I still have my cheat days where I want a nice piece of chicken here and there or whatever. But uh, there's very little meat in my diet. So... Yeah, I can tell. Small frame. I think I (laughs) weighed myself two days ago. I think I weighed like 150 pounds. So (laughs) you don't even look like you weigh that much, and that's not much. I know to to (laughs) to be 42 and be. I know I'm not perfect, perfectly physically fit, but I'm headed in the right direction. So I'm about to uh, detox, and yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's in my genetics. So. Yeah, because I would automatically think vegetarian. Um, you know, and then you're on the road a lot, you know, but they're all sizes on the road. But, you know, right. you're always on the road, you know. So, it can be so what, difficult to eat clean on the road sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, because you guys were eat, um, eating at a restaurant on the footage that um, Carolyn was filming. What, what what restaurant was that? I was curious. Oh, that you was guys Deja Vu. My guy, Chef oh, Gary. Oh, okay. Deja Gary Vu. Williams. He's, uh, he's a brother of mine from down in New Orleans, and he moved up to Memphis 10, 12 years ago. And he opened okay. up his restaurant, and that man is somebody's chef. He's cooked for who's who of celebrities and stuff around the world. He did David Bowie, Annie Mons. Uh, oh, um, cool. Uh, cool. Shoot, when they got engagement parties. I love David Bowie. I love David Bowie and Mons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's cooked for everyone, and now he's here in Memphis. Wow. Serving up his soul because he puts his heart and his his love into all of his dishes, his staff, excellence. Uh, it's a great black-owned, black-operated restaurant. They do uh, vegetarian and New Orleans-style dishes. So it's it's great. It's great. If you're ever in Memphis or if whomever is listening, 51 South Main, go and treat yourself. And I've never been to Memphis. I've been when you said Deja Vu, automatically thought about New Orleans. It's just sound. Exactly. It just got that feel to it. And I, I love yeah, New Orleans. Exactly. I was there in the early 2000s, and I loved it. Um, next to you know Atlanta, that was one of my favorite southern states. So um, 
I really liked um, New Orleans. It was really free spirit, free spirited. You yeah. know, it just got that feel to it. You know, so oh, cool, cool. Okay, maybe I will check out Memphis one day. So, in a nutshell, so what do you have coming up next um, for the list? Let's see. Uh, gigging wise. I'm going to do Germany with D.D. Bridgewater, and then um, mm-hmm. we do the Monterey Jazz Fest in California, playing in Santa Barbara and San Francisco. We come to Memphis September 18th, and then um, I'm home for about another week or two doing some sessions. But then we go back out the country like two days before my birthday. We leave in October headed to Italy, Spain. I think we're going back to Greece. I think we're going back to Turkey again. Um, oh, wow. Great. We're going to play Memphis again. We're going to do six nights at the Blue Note in New York in November. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost time to get wow, back to the road. Cool. Again. Wow, wow, wow. And when does this take place, the back on the road uh, thing? For the long haul. October 23rd, I believe, something like that. Everything cool. up to now, up to that point, will just be in and out, in and out, nothing long term until mm-hmm. we start that. So I get the chance to celebrate my birthday out the country this year, so the turn-up will be real. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said celebrating your birthday out of um, out of country. Yes, yes. Oh, what, what kind, which one? You mentioned Greece. You um, mentioned... We'll be we'll be leaving Italy, and I think we'll be headed to Paris. I think. Uh, oh my yeah, God, Paris! Or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! I, I think we'll be in Paris. I think. Screenshots. Let's see where's my schedule. Hmm, that's cool. Let's see. Yeah. We'll be leaving, um, here we go, um, yeah, we play Milan, Italy the 24th, 25th of October, my birthday is the 26th, so we'll be headed to him, France, after that, so, yeah, so, wow, that's cool. get a chance to that kick it really- internationally for my birthday, I'm excited, looking forward yeah. to it. <laughs> Oh, I know you're looking forward to that. I, you know, I've always wanted to go to Milan. I've always wanted to go to Milan. I've always wanted to go to Paris too. I get there. Um, have you have you toured in London at all? Yes, I have. Um, I've done a couple of shows with a couple of different artists over in London. Uh, a couple of blues shows, a couple of R and B shows, and I'm looking forward to going back. Looking forward to going back shopping, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the sites. Hey, you I'm look really like you just, like to shop. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I try to get <laughs> when I can. I like shopping. Yeah, you're going, just going to shop. When I come home, <laughs> I don't have to worry about coming back and looking like anybody or someone having ah. the same thing as you, you know, so... Ah. Oh, that's what, okay. You know what? I, I can 
I can see myself with that kind of mindset. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let everybody know. Yeah, that's right. I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been well, here. Well, it's not yep. about. It's, it's really not about <laughs> me being able to say I've been I know, here. I know. It's just you know. I, I like intricate pieces. I like special, one-of-a-kind pieces. And unfortunately, here in America, you go to most stores, I know, I know. you buy buying it's 10, 12 of the same things, and that's okay. But, you know, it's just really not me. No, I'm not I 10, hear you. Type of guy, so I don't want to go somewhere. I hear you. I hear you on that. Two or three other people with somewhat of a similar coordinated outfit as myself. So to alleviate that. I try to pick my spots and places where I shop, so I don't have to worry about that. Or, or dress in a way that everybody else doesn't have on the same type of style, even if it's not this, even if it's not a certain brand. Just exactly, you well, know, I'm, I'm not a brand. Not, uh, ooh, I'm not a brand. I could use that term. I'm not a brand whore. It's just if I like it and it looks good, that's all I'm caring about. That's what turns right, me on. Right, exactly. If I look at that's it, fine. And it looks I forgot to me, what you said. That's 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 great. Uh, I don't need to go to the label to see if it's this exactly. person oh, no. or Gucci or that. None that matters not to me. Gucci is and Louis Vuitton have never really been me. I I, I get what you're saying. It's like overseas, you can find stuff. I get what you're saying, and, and now you got shopping overseas in my mind. I hate you even did it, brought it up. <laughs> God, I'm like, how do you have time to tour and um, shop? You know, wow, I would think only you'd have time for like a souvenir or something. But, you know, um, if it's what you do for a living, you got to have fun with it. So, hey, you know. A few moments. I got to have a few moments, but the crazy thing is, it's not like I go with the purpose to shop. It just kind of finds itself open for me. Right, it's, right. I understand. Yeah. That's fine. I yeah. was leaving Tunisia uh, two weeks ago. We were in the airport ah. and happened to walk into an eyeglass store. And damn it, before I knew it, I just bought two pair of Tom Ford glasses. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Ford, and it was so hot. But again, I would have right, look at gone out to say, take me to the Tom Ford store. I want to go shopping. No, right. it happen like that. It's just <laughs> that free time I happen to have, things make themselves to me. That's right. Tunisia. 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 Uh-huh. That's right. You're from Tunisia. I hear you were styling like that. <laughs> you know, I got one last question. For you, is it purely style, or does the piercings mean anything significant to you? If it's just for style, that's fine. But I just wondered, if, like, is there anything that means everything? Anything to you? Um, I'd say a little bit of both. Everything has a meaning for me. Um, my tats, I got those like uh, different south of country. Um, the lip piercing I have, uh, the time before last of going to Japan when I came home, I wanted something different to make me separate from, again, the normal. And um, <laughs> that was when I got my labray. Uh, my last piercing, which was my nose piercing, I was doing a cruise ship gig, and we were in Mexico, and I just didn't have enough cash on me to get a tattoo, so I got my nose pierced. And um, 
it's just things that feel comfortable to me and I feel that look good on me and that's what I do. Yeah, I mean I had a nose pit. you know what, I just got you know, I just got, you know, eh, you know, we all try things, you know. And plus you're in a, oh. you're in this is your business. You're art you're an artist. You don't have to go places where right. you have to look conservative. You know what I mean. You already know, you know, you don't. So if they, yeah, but the, uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, oh, no worries. The, um, <laughs> the, um, what is it? It's not under your lip. Is it, isn't it on, didn't you have an under lip or is it under, on the, um. It's, it's under my lip. It's called the chin patch. Huh? Well, it's, it's not really in my chin. It's really at the bottom of my bottom lip. It's in the bottom. It's in right the bottom under, lip. like for your under where the like chin patch would be if you had one. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. I always thought that hurt. I've known people with it, and they say it doesn't, but that's fine. Uh, um. But you know, uh, it it gave me a little discomfort for all of ten fifteen seconds, and after that, I went to go have dinner. <laughs> well, you're used to this. You've been doing it a long time. If there's anything exactly. you would change about it, what what could you? What would you want uh, to change? About what? Myself? Well, well, no. The well, that too. If you like the the life um, of traveling, a traveling musician who travels all the world, oh, all over the world, who travels mm. with all these. Um, the only thing I would change about this right now, it's going to sound probably arrogant or whatever, but um, I would much rather fly a jet. I say it may come off as sounding arrogant, but I would much rather fly private. Oh, no. Jet. How could you sound arrogant? <laughs> I'm, nah, I'm not a fan no. of the airport. <laughs> The rude people joking. who knock you over, who knock your bags over, who cough and don't cover their mouths, or <laughs> you know, uh, people that don't rep, uh, mm, uh, respect their space and or your seating space and stuff like that. So yeah, I've, I've, had, I've came across I've, so many. If that was the only. That was, if there was one crazy. thing I could change. That would be that one thing to definitely. Uh, <laughs> would be to just be able to fry a plot and not have to deal with the public. <laughs> you know what? I used to work for the airport, so I used to be the one that, you know, that was a long time ago. And I um, I know, I, I, it's good celebrities that I would come by and, wow, I, you know, want to take a picture. But it became so routine that it didn't even matter. You know, you're just trying to get through the job. But um, exactly. when you say arrogant, is that something that people have said you came off? I'm just people say a lot of things. Uh, Who cares? I've I only had go a, about a, a private studio conversation with uh, some of my brothers and <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine, the rapper Tila. He called me a drum diva because I told him if I had a choice, I'd fly private all the time, and so <laughs> they, you know, laughed it, you know, but. He overstood. I think he just wanted to tease me and mess with me about it. I was okay. It's CeeLo. You said CeeLo, right? CeeLo. 
Sheila, the other is rapper. Is he funny he's with Memphis. everybody? He's another Memphis legend. Is you he know, is? I thought he was from Atlanta. Oh. No. Oh, no, okay. No. That's a Memphis. That's a Memphis product there. CeeLo, right? No, no, Tila, T-E-L-A, Tila, the rapper Tila. He was out around oh, the about time C- ball and MJG. I'm thinking about CeeLo, okay. Oh, no, no, no. These guys were, uh, okay. Tila was on Suave House at the same time A-Ball and MJG was. He was another Memphis oh, artist. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, because, no, you I said. remember the song, uh, Girls in the Club, Showing Love, Shaking That Class. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, okay. That's oh, okay. Are they, oh, okay, they are from Memphis. Oh, okay. So you got, yes, okay. yes. I got you now. I I got it now. Okay, I kept thinking CeeLo. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. You like? Oh, okay. Too commercial. No, too commercial. No, I'm just joking. Let me stop that. Let me stop that. Oh, when I when I said, "Are you able to do an interview?" <laughs> he said, "What do you mean? Am I able?" <laughs> uh, I I just wanted to. Make sure I was understanding your question correctly. That's all. It's it's oh, okay. it's okay. I wouldn't be joking with you if I didn't get if I didn't get you. I wouldn't be joking as much. I understand. I, I understand. And you probably would tire. You probably would tire because um, you had just did another gig right after the Shalomar show, and um, you know originally um, it was going to be. Two other me- well, two other members, and um, you know, you were you're your own. Um, you don't have to have an agent or anything to do the show. Not agent, but manager to do the show. So that's why no. you know I was like, are you, are you able? And he was like, Am I able to do it? <laughs> I'm messing with you. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, babe. It's all good. Yeah, you, 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 and your um, 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 the ego word. No, I'm just Carlos. I'm just playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't you, like you, I wouldn't way be up tonight. Your comedy huh? is way up tonight. I said your comedy right, is way uh, up tonight. I see. I'm okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll lower the comedy <laughs> then. Oh, you I'll lower it. I'll, I'll lower it. You gotta hey. You, okay. you, get, you don't like a lively host. And definitely, laughter is like healing medicine for the heart. So it is. It, it is. It is. You know what was interesting is something happened earlier today, and I said I was not going to get that down. I got me, you know, a great cup, of, a large cup of Starbucks. So you're probably getting some of that. Um, you're probably getting some of that Java energy today. Okay, caffeine so that's rush. Why. So, huh? I said you got a caffeine rush going on right now. <laughs> well, I try to be upbeat all the time, but if I joked a little bit too much, I my apology didn't mean to do that. No apologies necessary. So you, huh? Okay. It's not necessary. I'm able to do. I'm able to joke, right? <laughs> You're free to be you, ma'am. You're free to be you. <laughs> all right, all right. And you're free to be you. I, I've definitely enjoyed 
our interview, and I'm sure you did as well. Um, Thank you for you having me. Always... I'm honored and, and grateful that you thought enough for me to ask me to do this. Thank you. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, any of, Definitely, definitely. You've also, like I said, you've been on my list for a while, and I want, I, um, you know, and then when I saw you were in the band um, for the Shalimar, I saw the um, all the video recordings. I had to, um, you know, I had to reach out to you, you know, because the drummers are often in the background a lot of times. So I had to just, yeah. you know. Yeah. And plus, like I said, you seem like you kind of just focus. And so I want to, I guess I wanted to know what was inside your head, you know. So if you could close, if you could close with any song, what would that be? Who, what artist would it be? Would it be Prince? Would it be Shalimar? Would it be? I found a compunction, um, semi-instrumental. Um, I got Phil Collins. I got. I even got the Funky Drummer by James Brown. Ha! Let's close with the Earth. Funky Drummer then. <laughs> How did I know you was gonna say that? I yeah, think I have it on here. Hmm? I said, of course. What'd you say? You got to get a drummer song. Of course, you have to get a drummer song. Yeah, 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 I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, have, I, I gotta, I gotta, huh? You, never, yeah. uh, you should never tell a perfect woman they had, they got it. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Carlos, it's been a pleasure. I, I, I do wish you the most success. Keep me posted on everything, all right? Most definitely, and thank you again. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Thank you. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Raphael from the Raphael Show, and we about to get deep with A Deep Live with April Deep Aries. Block Talk Radio. All right, everybody. All right. We had a great interview with Carlos Sar- Saki Sergeant, and, um, we're going to continue for the next 37 minutes. Um, what did I say I was going to play? Here's a Shalomar. He did Shalomar just to refresh anybody tuning in um, when they performed at Shane Park on the water front, and that was very nice. Um, we're going to continue. Um, I don't think I have the funky drummer, but um, wow, I don't think I have that. But um, let's see, we got some, I got some other stuff in here. That caffeine, you're right, is off the hook. But um, how can you not like um, April when she's um, upbeat? Who, who, who could not like that, you know? Um, all right. Well, we're going to continue 
Let's make it happen. This is Wayne Bacard, Black in 3D. And what could be cooler than the coolest show on the planet? 
A Deep Live with your host, the poet and eclectic radio personality, April D. Aries. All right, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in. It was a, definitely a great show. And here's a song by Shalomar that, um, this is one of those hits that, uh, that I didn't hear that much of, but I, it was played. It was, I think it was, it was done at the concert, but, um, Carlos definitely has been in multiple bands, um, but here's one, here's one from Shalomar from one of their beginning releases.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.